guys, we're back again. Uh, this is episode six of Happily Never After. Is it? No, six? it's not. It's, it's five. five. <laughs> we have a special. Reagan's confused. It's true. It's episode five. Antibiotics, bourbon, not a good thing. Just oh, PSA yes. for everyone involved. I'm on this bourbon tonight. Um, it's so important. So welcome. It's me, your host, uh, or, or your co-host, <laughs> Reagan Love Campbell. And the lovely Dr. Robin. I'm now official. She is so official, guys. Like <laughs> As the co-host. This is not a game. She is way official. This is our podcast. Because we tape it in my kitchen. That's the only reason. It's because I have booze in the kitchen. Yeah. I mean, I have booze in the kitchen as well, but I got fun. other people in the house and like... <laughs> you need to get away. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um... So exciting. We are recapping for you this evening, A Bride for Christmas. Because yes. <laughs> that's what you ask Santa for. <laughs> so this one is uh, from 2012. And that explains a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it takes us back a little bit. I mean, it's not super archaic technology, but also not quite. It feels five years ago. Yeah. It feels five years ago. Um, this one stars... Two people you've never met. No. Uh, someone named Ariel Kebel. She's 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 a Hallmark staple, yep. though. I've seen her in a few. She's very pretty. Very pretty. Like, I'm just watching her like, I want your hair. Yep. You look amazing. She makes some crazy faces, though. Well, so do we. <laughs> I feel like she should be Word. around. Word. <laughs> um, Don't <and> judge. Then... <laughs> right, right. No, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. Because, I mean face yeah um and then andrew walker who yeah i'm with that yeah definitely like calvin klein yeah chiseled jawline good yeah. hair who else we said somebody else was chiseled and he is definitely like no. more chiseled no one is chiseled more than this guy yeah. like you could cut something with the jaw <laughs> slice it right down the middle no hacking just yeah and that hair with all the gel there's a lot of you could cut well, something yeah. with that too <laughs> okay, anyway. So, again, two people you've never heard of, um, but they are making this movie work. They are. They are making They have good chemistry. Work. Yes. They're, uh, yeah, I was really liking them. So, anyway. Okay. What do we normally do? We give the synopsis. We give the synopsis. So, Ray we're going to do it today. Yes, I'm going to do this one. Um, she needs to. So, end of the day. Yeah, I've never really done one of these, so let's see how this goes. So, A Bride for Christmas... Stupid title. Um, Horrible title. <laughs> but we're... This sounds like Russian mail order bride. Right. I mean... Ooh, she came. Like that's Amazon. That's what I bought you for Christmas. There's a gift receipt. <laughs> like, like FedEx dumped her on the porch like an Amazon package. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, um, so basically, we've got this, this woman, um, Jessie. That's her name. And she has been asked... She's been she's been proposed to three times, and and said yes all three times and said yes all three times, but it's never quite worked out for a lot of reasons I think. But <laughs> we'll get into those. Meaning she's now divorced. She just never actually said the vows. Correct. Um, she got really close, but we'll get to that. And so she's kind of sworn off marriage and and all that good stuff, which is fine. Um, so then she is also an interior designer with her sister. She meets this guy, but simultaneously 
the guy she meets, the the main guy in the in the movie, he like works in an office. He's like a trader or stockbroker or whatever, and he's got these douchey friends that are like, Ugh, uh. Okay, every guy in this movie is a douche except the father. <laughs> it's it's like, like we're just saying that right now. Kind of. I mean, I think main guy's not a super douche, but he starts off douchey. So he redeems himself a bit. He does. He does. So he enters into this bet with his friends that. Because he's kind of a commitment phobe. So he, he enters into this bet that he can get a, a woman to agree to marry him by Christmas. Of course. Which is four weeks. Right. Christmas Which, is Which, let's put a it in perspective. For Hallmark, that's longer than normal. So, <laughs> Yeah, this one did feel like they fell in love over a longer period of time. Yes. So anyway. Still, four weeks. It's still real. Anyway, I keep but, interrupting. But the, that's the whole thing. Anyway, we'll get there because it's not just falling in love. So, um, so they, he meets this girl, he decides she's the one, he doesn't know she's got all this baggage, but then he finds out kind of as he goes that she's got all this crazy, you know, proposal baggage. Um, she thinks he's not really ready to hook, you know, get married and whatever. She's got all these other people that keep coming back in the picture and it's really weird. And then by the end of four-ish weeks, they get married. <laughs> oh yeah, they actually do it. They actually say some vows. Which is kind of awesome. I think it's kind of awful. <laughs> okay, maybe not the four weeks. Rob, Robin says awesome. Reagan says awful. <laughs> okay, real life, not the best way to go about things. Hallmark movie, it's kind of awesome for a Hallmark These people movie. know nothing about each other. Except their damn jobs. <laughs> That's all they got. And then he likes dogs and she eats burgers and so it's cool. Anyway, we'll get there. We start off at Jessie's third bridal shower. <laughs> I'm going to assume that she had bridal showers for all the other ones. Yeah, which is so funny because this is before we know. And so I have all these comments that something's wrong immediately. And you can tell something's wrong through this whole shower. But she has these friends that are like so overly excited. Because I'm thinking, at my bridal shower, no one was that damn happy. <laughs> And I didn't look that miserable. She looked so, so miserable. She looked so horrible. She, she looks like she wants to jump out of a window. And she opens these up. First, we got to talk about the gifts she opens. She opens up some towels that are embroidered with her and fiance of the week's name. Right? Fiance of the week. And I just got to say, do people do that? I, I never I got not want a towel with my name embroidered on it. I never got monogram towels. No. I never got those. And I know monogramming is a southern thing, and now that I'm in the south, I see it everywhere. Monogram is different though than your full name. Yes, they said Jesse and Mike on them. So like, if I'm Jesse, I can't use Mike's towel. <laughs> or like, if I'm Mike, I can't use Jesse. What towel? happens when you the realize fuck? that they picked horrible ass colors and they're like the bottom of the stack for the guest bath? And you're a guest in someone's house, and you have to, like, dry yourself off with their name. Like, no! This shit's weird. And those bad boys were monogrammed in blood red. What was the second gift? Well, I, I'm not even ready to get on that. Okay, sorry, keep going. The girl that gives her the embroidered towels, the thing out of her mouth is, oh, don't worry, you can take the embroidery out. Hey, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. Good Probably call. Probably true. Good call. Second gift, a snow globe. Oh, Lord. With her and Mike's picture in it. This, I wrote, this was the hokiest damn gift I've ever seen. Oh, I know. I have been with my husband for, we've been married for seven years, together for like ten. I, I don't want a snow globe with our faces in it. Like, no. I don't want disgusting. that shit. I don't want to look at it. 
it's like, I mean, we have a wedding picture that's like sitting on a nice, you know, mm -hmm. like a console table. It's beautiful. It's a gorgeous wedding picture. Thank you so much. But good Lord, I don't need us in a snow globe. No. Ugh. That's like that picture of the bride and the groom under the veil. I don't like that one either. Okay. I think we took that one and I was like, eh, meh. Rain has very strong feelings about this. But the other thing, her reaction immediately is, oh, that's so gorgeous. It's a snow globe. That shit costs $10. And you know it's made out of plastic. There is nothing fancy about that chrome-plated stuff. It's probably chrome nail polish. They went to Things Remembered. No, you can get that at Walmart. Girl with the picture in it? No. <laughs> I will take you there tomorrow. Oh, I was going to say, I'll buy one for you next week. So we move on. But she, she has this fake ass <clears throat> reaction. And then like every it's time so someone funny. says anything to her, she's has so hesitant. It's funny. At the shower, she says, thanks for doing this again. <laughs> that was so funny. I was like, I was just thinking to myself, dude, if this was my third proposal and like, you know, I was supposed to actually go through with this. I just don't know that I could put my friends through a third mm -mm. Uh, engaged bridal shower. Like, I just don't think I, I would could never do that. Play, I'd be so A devastated. third bachelorette party. You know, any of that stuff. A wedding. Yeah, right. <laughs> just elope. But yes! Don't put what everybody the? through it. <coughs> then if you do run away, like, a <coughs> hundred of your closest family and friends don't have to see you do that. Yes. It's not cool. Totally not cool. Just so embarrassing. It's like having a third or fourth baby shower. Like, I'm you know, over it. Yeah. You got that shit already. I don't believe in that. Like, you no. do a sprinkle or whatever you call that and, like, just leave yeah. it alone. You want a couple of onesies because the kid's a different gender? <laughs> Fine. Sure. Whatever. Honestly, you did that shit already. Stop dragging us through it. Because, you know, you kept everything that I gave you the last time. Right. Says the woman with one kid, though. <laughs> so no respect. Ditto. But you know what? I've got about... 10 bins in my garage because my eggs haven't dried up yet. Just waiting to see if one of them gets used sometime in the near future. I hope they do, Robin. Thank you. I, I hope they do. So the plot thickens that we have a habit now. Right. This is kind of Runaway Bride, right? I'm feeling very Julia Roberts, Richard yeah. Gere, Except Runaway Bride. she wasn't Julia Roberts and he wasn't Richard <laughs> Other than that, exactly like Other it. Other than that, totally same storyline. Okay, but one thing I wrote in this is, okay, so we get to the wedding, right? Yes. It's yeah. such a Hallmark wedding dress. I'm just going to point that out. Yeah, like, just not. It's, it's fine. It's pretty-ish. It's very David's Bridal. <laughs> no. Even David's Bridal has some more bling than that. Or some more shape. Or I'm playing footsie with you. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Um, but it's, it's, it's like David's Bridal in Amish country. <laughs> That's cute David's Amish Bridal. Things. It's Jedediah's Bridal. Jedediah's <laughs> Bridal. No, she looks very pretty. She does. She's a gorgeous girl. Gorgeous, gorgeous. girl. Um, there's some stuff that going on there. So okay. what I said when we got to the wedding is we get to mom and dad. They have got to do better casting with this. That woman and that man would never in a million years produce this girl. No. Oh my gosh, no. She looks like she could be Mediterranean yes or like yeah she's got like an Italian or Greek or some sort of like very Greek yes I go with the Greek. like a half like a half Greek half you know like 
something. German, Irish, I don't yeah, know what no it is. Yeah, but there's no Swedish in there. There's no completely pale blonde. Yes, her mother is blonde as the day is long, and her dad is like some regular... Nondescript kind of Nondescript, Heinz 57 white but guy. white, because it's Hallmark, right? And at this point, we know that there's typically one black person. We don't even get a token. Nope, no token in this movie. Hallmark, we're watching you. We're watching you, Hallmark. It, 2012, come on, get with it. Yeah, where's your diversity? flavor. But you know what, though? Maybe they just said, look, we're not doing the token in this one. And I can respect that, at least. You know? Don't, like, feed me some, like, lame, you know, yeah. representation. And then don't fill them out, you know? Well, if we do the token, I mean... We find out later her sister's a lesbian. Is that right? Or was that a joke? I'm so confused about that. Let's get to that later because okay. I, I I, said to myself that never got resolved. Anyway, so we're at the wedding. Wedding. She's supposed to be marrying Mike this time. So she's had Trent, Owen, and Mike so far that she's supposed to be marrying. Mike is the, the current. The current. She's walking down the aisle. Well, wait. Before she even walks down the aisle, her mother, she's like asking her mom, how did you know dad was the one? And her mom's like, just get married. <laughs> And I'm like, we've already set up the meddling parent, like... Oh, she is bad in this one. She's, she's, the whole acting is horrible. But, like, horrible. And all I can think of is my mom. Now, granted, men issues tend to run in the female side of my family. But it's like, my mom would be like, if you're not sure, honey, let's get in the car and go. And she'd be like, I'm right there with you. Absolutely. You're not doing this. You are not going to slack yourself. Shack up with this guy forever yeah. and have to deal with this. Yeah. The whole just get married already. Like, I'm so, if you're that concerned, just oh, tell dude. her you're not paying for her wedding. So My anymore. mom would keep that car running if she felt like I was unsure to any degree. Absolutely. Yeah. All of this business about, like, let's just marry off these these women. I am just, because I'm they gotta so get married over this. Because they got to get married babies. Oh. They got to. Please. Okay. That's all we're worth. <sighs> just wait. So she walks down the aisle. Yes. She walks down the aisle. She's all smiles. And we see groom. <laughs> and like, what is hilarious is that she runs right past his ass. <laughs> yeah. She stands up there and smiles at everybody and then she walks out the door because there's a door conveniently placed behind the pastor. I just wrote that conveniently placed behind the preacher. I just exactly what I had in my notes. It's so funny. It's, it's totally all- runaway bride scenario. Totally runaway bride. The groom is completely nondescript. He does a douchey thing where he does... We call him Knuckles, but the little fist bump thing with his best man, like, yeah, I'm getting to marry and bag this chick. Like, what the fuck? I'd be running out, too. I'm just like, and I'm just going to point this out now. There are about 20 times in my notes where I actually type, what the fuck? <laughs> and typically, it's, what the fuck, Mike? <laughs> because this guy is a douche. I did the exact same thing about so many pieces of this movie. I totally have WTF in my notes yes. over and over again. But yes, definitely Hallmark Runaway Bride. So she runs past him. The whole thing's over. Um, this takes place in San Francisco, by the way, because they show us a Is big that... old picture of the Golden Gate. I was. I have a note mm-hmm. at some point later. I must have missed that one because I'm like, wait, this is winter and she doesn't have to be like in three pounds of coats? Callie. Kelly Love. Anyway. So, um, although San Francisco, it's 50 degrees. They meet back at the sister roommate's house because she lives with her sister. They have this business together. And she's basically a psychotic mess. Um, Which, the makeup. So you see oh. her crying. I have never worn that much mascara in my life that it would make that type of lineage 
But I love the fact that they kept it in, like they didn't try to keep her looking all nice. Like she looks a mess. Straight up girl has like track lines down her face. <laughs> And then she, she like, ends up with mascara eyes. up her face, like not just under her eyes. And I am just like, at least they did this shit right. <laughs> they did. They did. They did not candy coat this. They did not like wipe her eyes a little bit mm-hmm. and try to like, you know, I don't know. Glisten a little bit. Right. Neutrogena her face. <laughs> no. <laughs> they were just like. Girl's a mess. We're letting this roll, man. Because and these, I think it's awesome. These raccoon eyes and these tracks. Yep. We gotta keep this going. We're going with it. So, um, she's acting totally psychotic because she's like, you know, mascara running. What's wrong with me? I've had three broken engagements. Um, and they talk about how Mike asked her to marry him on a jumbotron. (laughs) Which, go ahead, say your piece. Because I got a lot to say about this. No, you go ahead. I want you to say. I am 100% against public proposals. If you are not 100% sure, they're going to say yes. Anyway, so um, so she swears off marriage right here and now, the whole thing. And her sister's like, you know, maybe they just weren't the one. And she says, you know what? From now on, unless there's a guarantee, I'm done. What? <laughs> Life don't happen that way, babe. I mean, what? I'm, I'm sorry. What is, what is a guarantee? Like, what? There are no guarantees, mm-hmm. right? Like, you meet someone, you... You decide that you care about them and love them enough that you want to share your life with them. And, like, shit just goes how it goes. You know what I mean? You might grow apart. It takes two. It takes two. Oh, my gosh. You want the guarantee, you put in the work. Right. And vice versa. But, you know, this whole Hallmark bullshit thing is like, oh, everything's magical. And we're going to talk about soulmates in a little bit because that comes up in this movie. And I have a whole, I have a whole opinion about soulmates. All right. All right. So be good. This is going to be positive. This is going to be exciting. We are going to make you love your life. Yep. So (laughs) cut to Aiden. This is where we meet Aiden, Aiden, who's Andrew Walker, but Aiden is the, his name. Chisel jaw guy. Ooh, super stellar. Good looks. I mean, he is very, very... He, he, you, you double take on him on the street because he's and very good he looking. looks like maybe the smaller, younger brother of the guy in This Is Us, the actor in This Is Us. Oh, um, Justin Hartley? Yeah, they look similar. Oh, Justin Hartley is. Girl. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, he's a little taller, but, um, <clears throat> this guy resembles him in a lot of ways, I, I feel. He so. does. He's got a, he's got a very nice so, yeah. face. He's with his buddies at the poker table, so they're at his place. He's got this poker table. It's, I mean, this whole thing is it's very testosterone Like, it's just, like, they really laid on thick the guy element, right? Like, they're all dudes sitting around a poker table talking about women, you know, okay. betting. Like, it's just so, like, ugh, okay. <laughs> I've never met guys where I ever thought that when they played poker, though... They would make some kind of joke about the guy being non-committal. Because I'm thinking to myself, guys don't talk about this stuff. Yeah, it did, it did seem kind of like odd conversation it, topic. It was very much, so his one coworker is a complete and utter douche. Oh, Matt. The one that's, he's getting divorced, mm-hmm. so he's obviously bitter. Right, I was just going to say bitter guy. He's just completely bitter. <laughs> He's mad at, at Aiden, because Aiden looks better than he does. He's so much He's does. mad at the, the chubbier, bald guy, because he's married to some Swedish-sounding princess. Oh, he yeah, he did like Mail Order Bride, didn't he? I swear. Isn't her name like Svetlana or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> um, and then other guy who looks like 
like the guy never had hormone injections after the age of 12 like and he acts like that too so we have douche child mail order bride and you know god's gift to women yeah non-committal god's gift to women right and he says i don't want to get up get caught up in that whole marriage mess and he's kind of this guy who's dated lots of women none of it's gone anywhere and his friends tell him like look you're just really not marriage material um, he, he's the, you're the fun guy that, that girls date. Um, but you're, you know, you're a commitment phobe and you just need to own that. Yeah. And people realize it mm-hmm. and they're not even going to try. And, so and then what, he gets defensive, which makes me yes! laugh because I'm like, no guy, that's what every guy wants to be in a way until they reach the point of commitment. Right. So yeah, for some reason he's owning, like, I don't want to get caught up in that marriage mess, but then he gets defensive when his friends tell him he's not marriage material. So it's sort of like, he like does this 180 in a five minute period of a conversation that Mm -hmm. no guys would ever be sitting around a poker table having. (laughs) It's very insecure female. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So this is where the bet comes up. Okay, if you get a girl to say yes to a marriage proposal by Christmas... I'll give you my corner office, says Matt. Because, of course, Matt the douche has a corner office. And oh, God. please, really? A corner office? Is that worth a marriage proposal? Yeah, um, yeah, right. I'm, no, I'm talking like, you need a car. I need a $50,000 bonus. This shit's got to be real. Yeah. And how, how misogynistic do you have to be and bitter mm-hmm. that the bet is a marriage proposal? Yeah. And what's the Getting end? late, I could see, happening. Right. And what's the end game here? So you're going to get somebody to say yes to your proposal. Then you're going to get, Aiden's going to get his corner office. And then he has to like, and then he, I can't imagine that the bet is thinking that he's going to go through with the marriage. So like, he has to then break this girl's heart. Like he has to totally build this girl up and then trash her. Like, that's what we're talking about here. Yeah. What Way a to go, bunch Hallmark. of fucking assholes, honestly. Like, yes. I actually just really am, like, putting this all together in my head right now. And this is, like, the worst Dude, thing in the world. I'm, like, screaming the F word at my computer <laughs> and the TV. I want to punch somebody. Yeah. Because, A, I hope this doesn't happen. If it does, man, shit's getting real. Yeah. and if I you- will punch you. <laughs> I will punch you, and I won't feel bad about it. If you have done this, you need to let us know. <laughs> no, don't let Reagan know. Don't let me know, because I will oh, find you, you and tell I will me. hurt you. <laughs> Just say it, and I can hurt people in some really messed up ways. Now, if he loses the bet, he gets Charlie, you know, the dumpy guy, he gets Charlie's cubicle. So that's, so this whole thing and is... Charlie's cubicle, by the way, we see all these vignettes of Charlie's cubicle throughout it. And we have They're so funny. the 12-year-old who throws those miniature post-it notepads at Charlie the whole time. <laughs> and Charlie's like lunging over the cubicle wall screaming. And I'm thinking to myself, this is office space. <laughs> it's so office space. But did we need this in the movie? I mean, it is funny. It but provides the it? comic relief. Oh, boy. It's giving us the insight into why Aiden is so driven to get this girl to marry him or get this girl to say yes and then just totally crush her dreams yeah. because he can't possibly live this life in this cubicle. Next to the child guy that he invites over to play poker. <laughs> because in comparison, cubicle life and making somebody think that you love them and then crushing their hopes and dreams is like... Completely on the same level. Of course the same I mean, of level. of course. So, um... So we have Jesse going to return the ring uh, yes. to douche, douche boy Mike. Correct. And we find out, okay, and this is what I say, maybe he's not as much of a douche, because we find out that he's 
at first he looks like a garage monkey, but you find out he's a plumber. So I'm like, okay, maybe he's not. Because I was thinking he was the white-collar asshole. Mm. Okay, definitely not the white-collar asshole. But she tries to give the ring back. It was all the slick back hair. It felt kind of Wall Street. (laughs) Yeah, it's just gross. Gross Wall Street. Super greasy. Wannabe Wall Street, apparently. And she goes to return the ring, and he's like, no, keep it, because you just need to think about things. We're made to be together. And I'm thinking to myself... Like, this guy has no testosterone. Because how can his ego handle mm-hmm. being left at the altar? Right. Like, she walked right by you and walked out. No self-esteem. No self-respect or pride. And just, like, no concept of reality. And, dude, you know that she dumped two other guys in a similar way. He's either thick or he's way too optimistic. Yes. He's got and he's, he's got too some, damn forgiving. He's got confidence problems and he's also just got like just general self awareness problems. Too weak. He's too weak. Yeah, exactly. No, no thank but you. we find that he's a nice guy, he's a decent guy. See, I don't think he's nice or decent. <sighs> I mean, I think he is. I think he's just hopeful and I think he's just you know, thinking that okay, she just needs more time to think about us and but he's selfish. she's nervous. Sure. I guess. Dude, he's selfish. Okay. <laughs> he's just You're like, so mad at me right now. I'm not mad at you. I'm just like, <laughs> there's nothing nice about this. I mean, he's he comes across as nice. Throughout the rest of the, the movie, though, at the end of it, the guy's just, I mean. He's just a wet blanket, kind of. He's a stalker. <laughs> he is a stalker. <laughs> he's He's got a mental problem. He's way stalkerish. He's a stalker. <laughs> he can't hear the word no. Yeah, that's that actually is kind of a key theme, right? Like she keeps telling him in subtle no. ways, and she's way too subtle. But she keeps telling him. Like most guys would pick up on that, right? Right. I mean, it's strong enough that she's giving him signals that, dude, we're not meant for each other. So you need to just move on. But this is my problem: is that, and I feel like a lot of women do this. Oh yeah, like I like I'm thinking of a situation even at work where like. You have somebody who is maybe pursuing you a bit. Not me, but like, you know, I've mm-hmm. seen this happen like with, with people that... Person B is pursuing person That I've worked a. with. Person B is pursuing person A. And if person A would just turn around and say, Hey, I don't like you like that. It's not going to happen. I'm happy to chat with you or keep a work relationship with you. But outside of that, I don't want you calling me. I don't want you texting me. I don't want you... You know, whatever. And yeah, know. just be direct... Hopefully. You I think in this correct. case, though, this guy, Mike, still wouldn't have gotten it. Because her mom meddles, and we'll get to that. Oh, my God, her mother. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, so he's sick. We go back to Aiden. Mm-hmm. Um, Can I just say, though, yeah. that when he started speaking about their love in mechanical terms... <laughs> <laughs> kind of sweet. Yeah, he has no no concept of her. It's very odd. And, and she's people pleaser, and so he... I don't know. Anyway, so Aiden. We get back to Aiden's office. So Aiden and Matt, the douche friend, um, you know, they start objectifying some other girl in the office named Veronica. <laughs> Who they call the vegan, and I just gotta say. <laughs> she eats seeds for lunch is what they say. Yes. Like, come on, dudes. So horrible. Yet I have to admit, I absolutely loved that joke. Like, I can't be with her. She's a vegan. Because... <laughs> I dated a vegetarian before, and I'm just like, yeah, don't think this is gonna work. Oh my gosh, are you serious? I just want some chicken sometimes, <laughs> and I don't want to feel bad about it. I just want a little piece of chicken. So, um, <clears throat> these sisters are going to an event. 
because they're interior designers. It's an art event. Exactly. So they're th- the whole thought is let's drum up some new clients. You know, meet some new they people. Have lots of money. Exactly. Yes, you're at an art event. You know, people are buying art. They're gonna have a good amount of money. So. And by the way, say no to anyone. Any guy that comes up to you, say no. Exactly. This is the sister's advice. What's her sister's name? Uh, Vivian. So. Yeah, Vivian and Jesse Designs. Yes, that's their VJ Designs. That's their yes. company name. So Vivian says, um, yep, just say no. Anybody who comes to you, just say no. Because her, te- her sister's trying to teach her... To be assertive. To be Which assertive. Is good. Yes, We don't direct. need that friend. Reagan. Thank you. This is who I am. You know, this is this is what I try to do. Reagan will set your shit straight. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm really good at looking at other people's situations. So, <laughs> anywho... Um, and this is where her sister makes a really great point about the whole Jumbotron proposal. Mm-hmm. She's like, look, if a man takes a chance to propose to you in such a public way, and I'm, par- I'm paraphrasing, it's not mm-hmm. exactly how she said it, but he he's is taking his own chance at humiliation. Like, mm-hmm. don't feel bad. Stop feeling bad. Did you plan for him to propose to you in front of 50,000 people? Fuck no. Stop feeling bad. I know. Like, what the fuck, Mike? <laughs> Jeez, Mike. Oh, sorry. Like she said no to two other people. Well, she said yes, but eventually said no. Oh, jeez. Like you needed to do that in private. Yes. <laughs> Just to yeah. make sure you got the right signal, homeboy. Oh, jeez. So anyway. they're at this art thing. Wait. Before we do that, can we talk about this giving the ring back? Because yeah. I have really strong feelings about... Oh, she does have very strong feelings. Oh, have we talked about this? We have, but I think it's great, and I think you should continue. Yes, you need to tell this for all of our listeners out there, because right. they need to hear the genuine Reagan. It's so important. So, I have a very strong belief, and I hear this a lot from women about... Like, I don't even understand why there is a debate about giving somebody a ring back. Oh, no, that shit needs to go back. Yeah, if you, if somebody... If you don't get married. Yes. If somebody gave you an engagement ring, and that ring is a symbol of a promise and a commitment and lasting love and and friendship and commitment and whatever, a beautiful life together. And And loyalty. And loyalty. And that doesn't happen because you don't even make it to marry that person. Like, you never say the vows. Hell no, you shouldn't keep that ring. Yeah. And I feel like there is some gold diggerish business going on with some people that are like, girl, he gave that to you as a gift. That is yours at this point. Like, no, 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 honey. He gave that to you. It, you accepted it as an as a symbol of a commitment. Absolutely. Now, there is a pretense Because you found out that he was an adulterous asshole or he was cheating on you with five women. You take that shit to the pawn shop. <laughs> Or you know what? You throw it in his face because you don't want it anyway. Stop wanting things that are not for you. Right? Like, yeah, either you don't deserve it because it's not meaning what it's supposed to mean. Or, like, shit, rings are expensive. If it just wasn't meant to be and it wasn't, like, in the cards or whatever you, you know, amicably split... Please give that shit back. Yes. Who do you think really, you are? It's not a gift to you because he just thought you might like it. <laughs> that being said, holder. <laughs> the other side of this is if you actually do get married and you end up getting divorced later. Don't give me a potholder. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Um, I believe, and we've talked about this before, I still have my engagement ring and my wedding band. 
from what, but we were married for seven years, and I'm saving that for my kid. That's a totally different scenario. Yeah. So if, if you've been married and are divorced, it's a little different. We're talking about if you get engaged and you don't make it to the altar. Because Please stop keeping things from other people that they spent thousands of dollars on that never saw it through, and now you think that's yours? No. <laughs> no. Because chances are... The reason you didn't make it to the altar has a little bit to do with both of you. Exactly. Gold digger, please. Okay. All right. So, <clears throat> anyway, I'm glad we talked about that. So, this is cool. They run their own desire, uh, interior design company. They're at this art gallery. Um, so, Matt. Douche boy Matt. Yeah, because Matt and is Aiden Matt? are there as well. Yeah. Oh, why Mike, are they even Mike's there? Mike's the other guy. Yes. They're there because one of their clients is the artist. Gotcha. Very good. Blue or Babalu or some weird shit. Some weird name. You know, they try to make it and all I mean, artistic. There are enough good artists out there that if you have an art gallery thing in a movie, can we please stop doing this black canvas and calling it art? Because <laughs> no one gets that. Like, no one gets that. It's not even believable at this point. Mm-hmm. Put in some real art for once. Give a local artist a boost. Like, let's try a little bit harder here, Hallmark. Just a little bit. And this has been art according to Robin. <laughs> Sorry. That's cool. Dude, Bob Ross is rolling in his damn grave because there are no happy trees anywhere. That's right. There is no titanium white. There is no crimson red. I love anyway. that, ma'am. Anyway, okay. She breaks the sculpture. Oh, that's after. We have to talk about douche boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt co- goes up to Jesse. Because Jessie's gorgeous. She's very good looking. She's she's looking pa-pow-pow, pow, all that. Dude, I love her wardrobe in this movie. Yeah, she's really And I've really written that cute. down, like, too. Like, I want her wardrobe. Except some pantyhose that we will talk about later. And shorts, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> oh, I yes. liked the shorts with the leg. I thought that was, with the tights. I love that look. Okay, anyway, we'll get there. So, the sister, though, wards him off. So, mm-hmm. her sister at this point is like, listen, she is just pinch hitting for her. She is her yeah. little shield. It's working really well. Like, lay off my sister. Yeah, she. But you can smell the douche, and you can smell the pathetic. So true. Probably from a mile away with this guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, just completely pathetic. Well, he just lays on that like, like you know. And then he just... tries to hit on the sister, and she's like <sighs> lesbian. And that's at the point where I'm like, is she serious? Because I feel like she said something about that during the whole my sister's crying her eyes out because she just walked out of her own wedding. I feel like there was something said at that point. Like, maybe Jesse mm. said, I wish I liked him. I don't know. I have to go back and watch it, but I don't remember that. So, we don't know what, which way right. her sister goes. Which is fine. We completely accept right. all of it. But he he does learn, Matt, does learn that she's just off of broken engagement. So, he learns enough to go back to Aiden, because they're also kind of like woman hunting for Aiden in all of this, right? So they've been kind of thinking about who's at the office, and now they're at this gala, so they're like, okay, who could we pick here? And She's so, sworn off men, broken engagement, perfect person to introduce Aiden so right. that I can keep my office. Exactly. He's hedging his bets. <laughs> you know, pun intended at this point, because, yeah, he's like... I really want to punch the guy. Yeah, exactly. If I can find him the most unlikely woman to accept his proposal, <laughs> then... Perfect. I keep my office. Because that's what it's about. So he goes to Aiden. I found you the one. And he thinks it's kind of a ringer and whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, they do the traditional bet handshake. Because Aiden gets a glimpse of her, I think. And he's like, alright, I can work with that. Like... She's hot. He's I hot. It works. If someone said that, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine. If somebody likes to appreciate me, um, <laughs> I need to be appreciated. So, 
Um, there's so oh, much my. testosterone. That's a whole other podcast. That's a whole other podcast. Um, so there's just so much. I am just struck by the amount of testosterone that is working in all of this. What is this? It's a chocolate chip whoopie pie. Robin is passing me some crazy delicious looking morsel. Oh my god, I need to take a photo of this and put it onto... Okay, okay we're going to take the piece of this. The Pennsylvania Dutch thing. Explain it. Holy lord. So, the top and the bottom of this thing, it's not quite a cookie, not quite a cake, denser than a cake, not as dense as a cookie, and the middle is some kind of marshmallow, marshmallow creamy concoction. Oh, this is going on Instagram when we post this And so, one. I make a bunch of different flavors, and these this time, it's chocolate chip. It tastes like chocolate chip cookie. Okay, I can't even eat this right now because I'm shocked. The filling is chocolate marshmallow. Okay, moving on. Robin's amazing. Um, so I will also make you gain more weight so that I look better than you. <laughs> okay, well, great. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, so all this testosterone at this poor girl's expense. They know she's just off a breakup. So mm-hmm. to add salt to the wound, right? Like they're gonna bet on this girl over an office, and at the end of it, he'll break it off with her, obviously, because this is not a, really about getting married. And then, or, or, and then or she'll string kill her herself. along for a little, right, correct, so there'll be some of that. Then there's going to be a Lifetime movie about that. <laughs> but then, all, you know, just all at the end of it, like, then they know that she's off a breakup, so, like, wow, they really want to mess somebody up for this office. Like, this office is really fucking important. Like, <laughs> this is, like, the most important thing in any of their lives. Hmm. I mean, I don't know. I think for Aiden... It's the office and it's pride. For Matt, mm. it's completely the office. <laughs> so whatever. Because Aiden steals all of his money in poker. <laughs> Pretty much. But then stop playing poker with the guy. Anyway. <laughs> so Aiden goes over to Jesse. And he's like, goes into this whole thing. Like, his big line with her is that she should be wearing kicks with the dress that she's got on. Perfect movie for Reagan. I do wear my Converse. <laughs> you wear your Converse everywhere, and I love it. And I can't look that cool with the Converse. I'm wearing my Nike running shoes right now. <laughs> but I but, do wear my Converse everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I'm just this like, woman is, this is really... gorgeous, but I really don't think she could pull it off. Now Reagan could pull it off. Oh, that's sweet. Um, but honestly, is this the conversation we're having? Uh, like, the first... I mean, I... I I like a com- I like a casual conversation. I don't mind what we talk about, right? Like as long mm-hmm. as it's funny and like you've piqued my interest. But like, is this really it? I don't mm-hmm. know. Well, he needs to get this girl to at least accept him if he proposes to her. So he can't do his typical line. I'm assuming. Like I'm getting all psychoanalysis on this. But so, he can't use a regular line because then it's going to look like he's using a line. He's just going okay. after her like it always does. Okay. So he's I going have to seem like a decent, like a normal person. Okay. So this is just like uber conversational, like uber casual. That's what I'm thinking. No, I don't doesn't know. Doesn't want to I come on too strong. This movie. <laughs> so this is where she actually learns to say no. So in this moment with Aiden, she's sitting there and they're sitting on this little bench in the art gallery and he's talking about her kicks with the dress and she's like, he, he asks her like out to coffee or something and she's like, No. <laughs> So whatever instinct that she had to say no finally rises up in her at this point in this mm-hmm. point in time, and she's like no, and he asks her to do something else no, and then he says oh well, you know oh he finds out she's an interior designer oh I I need some help with my apartment 
And then her sister comes around the corner because her sister, who has her mind on her money and her money on her mind, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I enjoy about her sister. Her sister is business focused. She's got her business pants on all the time mm-hmm. and is thinking about, listen, we're renting this stupid apartment together. I want to get out of this apartment or I want to get us an office or whatever it is. Mind on her money. She's like, yes, she will help you with that. <laughs> this is actually Jesse, where you needed to say yes, because this is about the business girl. Get it together. <laughs> you should see me so freaking animated right now. <laughs> I can't even. Am I it. wrong? No. No. It is kind of funny, though, because her sister gives her about an hour lecture to say no. And then immediately says yes. Yeah. For her sister. I'm not saying there's not a contradiction. <laughs> and Jesse is so confused at this point. Like <laughs> She's totally confused. He was hitting on me. He doesn't really want me to consult him. He was hitting on me. And I was trying to say no. And she's like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. are going to go over there. You are going to convince him to pay our company money. And if he wants to date you, he's getting our business out of the red first. <laughs> Listen, you stick some leg out there, homegirl. <laughs> you pimp this business. <laughs> I want you to pimp his apartment, mm-hmm. and then you can pimp this business mm-hmm. into the black. And you know what? You you have a problem saying no anyway, so let's just go with this. I agree with her sister wholeheartedly. Mm. Sometimes you gotta show a little leg. Yeah, anyway. she goes to this personal consulting thing. It's hysterical. It is so awkward, because <laughs> this is so, like, no, if I ever date a guy and this happens, I am immediately turning around and walking out. If the elevator opens up into your house and not the hallway, straight up no. Why? I feel like that's just damn fancy. Like, I'd be, like, mad impressed. Like, Do oh. I look fancy to you? Do you think I can live like that? Oh, I could. <laughs> and here's the thing. If we're going to do that with his apartment, how do we not... Does she have a key? Is there an access code? Can random strangers just walk into my living room? Because that's kind of what it felt like. And later on, we find that random people can, in fact, just go into his apartment. Dude, freaks the hell out of me. No. I don't know. No. I find it very penthouse sexy. I want that in my life. Then you can have that in your life and... You will have a doorbell with a damn door. And let me know where it is. So that when you don't call back for five hours, I can conveniently just show up in the guy's living room. (laughs) All right. So she goes to his apartment. She's got all these bags and shit because she's got all of her interior design business. She's got all her samples. Because she's mad at her sister for setting her up with this. Yes, exactly. So she pulls the sample out. (laughs) And the engagement ring from Mike goes flying out. This is the most Because why would that be in a business bag? (laughs) Right? Like, what? I'm going to carry it around with the couch samples just to see what looks better with the diamond. No! No one does this! So I think what we're supposed to believe... You're trying too hard, Hallmark. You're trying way too too hard. hard. Way too hard. I think what we're supposed to believe is that she's been hemming and hawing about giving this ring back to Mike. How to give it back? Not... Because she's firmly on the give it back back trail. Sure, sure. She just hasn't figured out how... And so... Because Mike's she, an idiot. Right. So she's got it in her bag. Why she hasn't just put it in her glove compartment or in her console in her car? Mail it to the guy. I was thinking the same thing. Just mail him the ring. Just get it. Give it to your sister. She has no problem telling people what's what. Hey, give it to your meddling ass mom. She can Dude, bring the ring back. Guys, if I had to break an engagement and the guy wouldn't take the ring back, I'm calling Reagan. <laughs> I just raised my hand. <laughs> because... Of you course, would totally do 
it and Girl, say everything I wanted to. I would be like, just text me his address. <laughs> She'd be like, I'd listen, I'd be like, ring. It wasn't big enough. Listen, Craig. Have fun with your life. Listen, Craig. <laughs> Craig. I just made a Oh, God, help me if I ever date a guy named Craig. Listen, Craig. Because <laughs> I will never forget this I, moment. We may or may not have met at this point. I mean, hopefully we, I had met Craig at this point if he's going to marry you. Because most likely. We're friendly enough. <laughs> wow. Well, thanks, Reagan. I appreciate that. So, this podcast listen, is over. She leaves and I don't hear from her again until she's picked another damn movie. So, Craig, let's let's play this out. <laughs> I'm, at Craig, I'm at Craig's house. Oh, my God. Craig opens the door. So. <laughs> oh, you're Craig? Okay. I just did that for effect. I can't be Craig. Okay, I'll be Craig. I sound too much. And myself. Crazy boy woman. I'm not talented. So, Craig opens the door. Hey, Craig. How are you? And then he's like all weird, like, oh, okay. Who are you again? <laughs> You're the token black friend. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. This is our Not true. Movie. <laughs> Not true. And then I would just be like, hey, listen, um, I know things are really awkward between you and Robin right now. Um, she was having a really hard time doing this. I feel awkward doing this, but... I have the ring for you that she wanted me to give back to you. I'm just going to give this to you. I hope you're okay. I hope all is well. No. Bye. No. <laughs> and I would turn around and walk away. This is what's going to happen. If I bring up an engagement, it's because shit got bad. Because <laughs> I'm not saying yes. Unless it was really good. Mm. So you're going to go over there and you're going to be like, you're an asshole. Here's your fake ass ring. Leave her alone. That's what you need to say. Because okay. I would want to say that. Okay. I All mean, right. And you're right. It totally depends on the stitch. Yeah. Like, so Craig's an asshole at this point. Okay. All right. Mm. I'll be like, hey, Craig, here's your dumbass ring. <laughs> Honestly, right. I would just leave it on the doorstep because who cares if it gets stolen because he paid for it. So if he did something stupid, then. Hopefully he had insurance on it. And hopefully not. Anyway. <laughs> Lord a right. damn lesson, Craig. Yeah, Craig. What the fuck? We are really hating Craig, who does not exist. She runs out of there like a crazy person. And then, yes, we get to the meddling mom. Straight up. Like, the the Jewish mom from the first movie, Mary Lou Henner. Yep. Way meddling. Way, like, my daughter sucks because she's single Mm -hmm. and all of her eggs are going to dry up. And I have to fix this. Yeah. And all the other moms are very much like, you need to be married and da-da-da-da. But you can see through some of the meddling that they just want their daughter to be happy. Sure. This mother, you get none of that. Mm-mm. Straight up none. No, because... Because she invites wet the fuck Mike over all the time. Exactly. She is constantly inviting this fool over. So, in this part, she has asked Mike to come and fix her broken water pipes or whatever it is. The slow water pipes. Right. That have been slow the whole time they've lived in that house, which is apparently about 20 years. Because he's a plumber, which we said... But again, wrong, wrong, wrong. Like, what are you doing? Why are you asking him over here? If your daughter did not feel like he was fit to marry, then you need to support that and stop meddling in her life trying to bring homeboy back into the picture. Yeah, because maybe she found a dead body in his closet and she just doesn't (laughs) want to tell you that. I could have married an axe murderer, mom. Shut the hell up. That's what? a little disconcerting. So yes, that's something that you may not share with everyone. Exactly. So you just got to trust her. But as we've said before, the dads have tended to be kind of like wet lumps. 
yeah. in most of these movies. I like this dad, because the dad's like, she made her decision. Exactly. The dad was totally supportive. He was like, totally cool, on the right page. His nickname for her, which we'll talk about later. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. Okay, cool. Um, but good job for dad for standing up for his daughter, but... Mm-hmm. Her mom goes off, and it's like, sometimes you just gotta take the plunge. Right. It works out in the end. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, in 20 years, if I'm married again, and my spouse says that to our child that is trying to get married, or maybe just off of a breakup, I don't know how I would feel about my spouse that night. Thinking they might be sleeping on a couch. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm glad you took the plunge with me. I know. I'm glad it worked out for you. Thanks. It's been such a honeymoon for me, too. (laughs) <laughs> all right so so she's inviting mike over but then uh yeah so then they get back to the home office uh the, her and her sister's place mm-hmm. where they've got their little you know interior direct decorating office and aiden just shows up yeah because so, he's like it was awkward or whatever and this is where she's wearing like the high-waisted red shorts with the black tights underneath i love this I love that outfit. I'm cool with, like, the leggings or the, the hosiery, not the hosiery, because, no. Um, leggings or tights underneath of a skirt. Mm-hmm. Like, she does later. She does wear black on black. Mm-hmm. Totally fine. The shorts. I dig the shorts. All right. <clears throat> and this was very 2012, so I I, I'm, I was I was there. All right. I was with, anyway, there with her with the fashion sense. She's wearing sense. some red shorts. Fine. Pants. <laughs> not He's not thinking pants. about sex at all. <laughs> Just saying. So, so, they're at their place. Aiden pops by. He's like, you know, because he's still kind of in pursuit of her around this bet, right? Of course. He's intrigued by her a bit. It's a cubicle. And he's thinking to himself, good God, you know, this girl's off of an engagement, but okay, let me just figure this out. I'm going to keep pursuing her. So there's some bit about how he needs to look for furniture. And she had shown him some pictures and he's like, well, I really need to see the real thing. So touch it and feel it. Oh yeah. He did say that. Yeah. Um, That's not creepy. Okay. Aiden. Mm-hmm. So, um, her sister yes. immediately jumps in with, oh, she can take you to the stores today. Exactly. Because her sister is just Working like, hard for that money. But that's right. She is, like I said, mine on her money, money on her mind. I like that girl. Um, so they are headed out to the furniture and then guess who pops in? What the fuck, Mike? What the fuck, Mike? <laughs> because I call him this because you're like, what the fuck is this guy still doing in this movie? Like, douchebag is normally done and over with in the first five minutes. He looks hungover or high or just very dumb and confused. And I think it's all of the above. I think it's, yeah, or it's definitely C. Um, so, and he watches his his ex, but according to him, not really his ex-fiance, because they're still apparently engaged, um, walk away with chiseled jaw man. Right? I mean, if I saw her walk away with him, I would be like real concerned <laughs> i'd be like uh or like really like okay we're pretty much over because she's not walking away with chiseled jaw guy i don't care if she says he's a client or not like that's a damn good looking client that dude is yeah like and I, if we ever got busy in the bedroom ever again i know who she's thinking about oh lord oh my goodness so <sighs> they go out furniture shopping what they buy the sofa they get They're it back like, to his apartment well they're, they're not back at his apartment yet. They're not? Because then they go to this bar. Oh, And he starts right. playing a piano because he finds out she likes Christmas carols. So he plays the piano. Wait. Go, no. Roll it back. They So, okay. So they're at this bar. They've gone furniture shopping. They're at this bar. And 
you know, it's just kind of like a loungy type situation, right? Mm-hmm. And very cute. It's, you know, with the with the ambiance and whatnot. And it's Christmas time. And it's Christmas time. So they're talking about their favorite parts of Christmas. Yes. She's like... As an interior designer, what's your favorite part? <laughs> the music. The music. Which I'm just going to tell you all right now. Office Christmas party on Friday. They're like, let's put Christmas music on. I said, you better... Type in children's Christmas music. Because if you type in Christmas music, there are 50 versions of Blue Christmas that will make you want to kill yourself. (laughs) Like, you read the statistics, people. More people commit suicide over the Christmas holidays than any other one. It's because of the music! It's because of the music. Because if Mariah Carey doesn't kill your freaking eardrum with that stupid song that they play 20 times an hour... Listen, though. No. No. (laughs) No, I don't... Then there's a song telling you how miserable you are because you're alone at Christmas... Ooh, and yeah. it's perfect for Hallmark. But you know what, though? If, I mean, if Wham! Last Christmas comes on, I'm feeling that. I mean, it is partly depressing, but then you, there is a hopeful side that, like, he's found somebody new that he's going to okay, give his once uh, in a while, but if you have that, to. and then you have every other, to, every other song where 20 artists come together to sing about AIDS in Africa <laughs> and collect money... Totally, right? I will send money to Africa to help fight AIDS. I am 100% on board. I teach on that. Big, huge, freaking deal. But I, I don't, don't want it in a Christmas song. <laughs> Dude, I want Rudolph with a red freaking nose. I want Frosty hopping around and dancing. You want rocking around the Christmas tree? Yes. Decking the damn Jolly Christmas. I want Bing Crosby on repeat. I feel you, girl. I feel you with but the, please, I don't need the... Do they know it's Oh my God. I know! Heal no, they don't know it's Christmas because the they're world. not Christians! They don't celebrate Christmas! It's a different freaking country! Sorry. <laughs> Robin is killing me right now. So hard. Uh, back okay. to regularly scheduled Hallmark channel. <gasps> okay, Sorry. but that was so important. Okay, I feel you. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about soulmates in a minute, but... Okay, when we get to the whole... Okay, so she says she loves the Christmas music. That's her favorite part and of Christmas. And then he sees the piano. Which is sort of odd that the music is your favorite part of Christmas. But okay, fine. Christmas carols. She does highlight Christmas carols. She does. I'm she okay does. with that. Oh, Holy Night. I can belt that out. Oh my gosh. Oh, Holy Night is my favorite Christmas song. Dude, I have the song printed up there on my It's wall. my favorite Christmas song to sing. Me too. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, so... But he starts on the... P- so he he's like... Oh, and he goes over to the, he saunters over to the piano. Yes, she's actually sauntering. Like a damn pimp, okay? Because let me tell you, this is a panty drop moment right here. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm there, panty drop moment. Because, <laughs> I'm sorry, don't go get on a piano and start playing, and I, I didn't know that you could do that. Like, that's... Oh, I even wrote that down. Oh my god, the piano. Christmas carols. I'm not gonna lie, I totally fall for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do find that he stands way too close to her in every scene they have together. (laughs) I even wrote that down. Why is he always standing so close? That's invading space. That's every moment in a Hallmark movie, though. These people talk so close to each other. It is the most close talking. Right. (laughs) Just saying. Because if that shit's funky, I don't care if you can play the piano. Panties are staying firmly on, locked tight. Yeah, you better have some mint, some gum, some, yeah. Something. Damn Altoid. Um, <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but so anyway. Totally so fall I was, for it. And I then. Both, yeah. Oh, and then Screech. Because <laughs> old fiance Owen shows up. What, what? Because he doesn't look, again, paunchy, pathetic. Like, 
I'm sorry. Like, I am not one to be that superficial about looks. No. Right? Because if you have a good personality and we click, I don't care what you look like because I will eventually fall in love with everything you look like. Absolutely. Trust me, you need to see some of my exes. But, (laughs) Owen is so out of her league and invites her to dinner with his wife. Well, she's out of his league, yes. That's what I meant to say. Yes, yes. And then, yeah. Oh, that's what I wrote. Why is she still hanging out with these dudes? <laughs> I don't think she is. She just can't say no. But it's like, not being able to say no when you're proposed to. Okay. <laughs> I think she has a problem. I kind of get it. But when when someone I barely see comes up to me, oh, we should get together. Everyone says, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll get back with you. Almost everyone I know will say that because it's awkward and he's being fake and you're being fake and everyone's being fake. But you know you're being fake. Right. Dude, this guy's being serious. Yeah. How does your wife really feel about you inviting your ex-fiance over for dinner? Because I would really like to know how that goes. That's exactly what I was thinking. It's like, I'm pretty sure his new wife could give zero fucks about having dinner with her. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, negative. Yeah. (laughs) Negative ones. The only way I'd be okay, like if I ended up with some guy and he was married or engaged before, Mm -hmm. the only way that I'm cool with her coming to our house is if she found out she was a lesbian. Like, totally cool with that then, because there's no chance. Absolutely. Like, But no. Now I get it. Um, so my whole thing is like now, so she spills now with Aiden about all three of them. Mm-hmm. And he's like, holy shit, I'm never going to win this bet. Like, yeah. What is going on here? Like, great. <laughs> I'm going to be in that damn cubicle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Battling the post-it notes. He looks so completely shocked. He is. And he's like, yeah, pelted with post-it notes, gotta get some band-aids, because that shit's gonna leave a mark. <laughs> it's gonna be some paper cuts coming your way. Oh my, but he does. All up on your face. But he's still trying. You have to give him credit. The guy's persistent. He keeps going. He's diligent. <laughs> um, you know, they get back to his apartment, like, everything that they tried to get was delivered. Mm-hmm. Except the lamps. Okay, but hold on, though. Before that, it's, so it's design move-in day. Yes, I'm with that. I love oh, I how thought it was the same day. I'm uh, completely... Oh, no, you're right. It is the same day. I'm sorry. So he gets to his house, though, and she's, like, design-splaining. <laughs> of course. <laughs> about, because remember she asked him about what he wants to put up on the walls. And he's got that one painting, I guess, that he bought from the art gallery show. Yeah, like, that I makes didn't, no sense. I didn't know how he money. made all that money, but okay, whatever. <laughs> and so they, she's like, well, you're going to put that up? And he's just like, well, yeah. And she's like, well, you hate it. Art should be personal. <laughs> Well, she says that because he told her he hated it. I know, but she's so condescending the way she says it. Mm. Art should be personal. Like, I wish you could see my face. (laughs) You can't see my face, but it's the most condescending face that I could possibly put on you right now. I totally smack her if she talked to me like that. Oh my gosh, it was so ugly. And he's just like, okay. Um, But he doesn't have a picture at all in his house, except one picture of him when he was like seven. Yes. Talk about a cute kid. With his dog. So cute with his dog. Oh, this is where we learn that he likes dogs. Oh. Because that's all it takes to make a marriage work. Oh my gosh. Liking dogs and burgers. We'll get there. Um, so we learn that she volunteers at a dog shelter because he kind of asks her, like, what else do you do or whatever. They get on that subject. Um, and then, so then <laughs> she, because t- I'm so sorry. What Robin was saying earlier is true. They're waiting for these lamps. So everything else has been delivered. The couch is there. The art is there, blah, blah, blah. So they're waiting for these lamps. And so he gets her to stay in. Yeah, they're going to get takeout. What does what she yeah. want? Right. Thai, sushi. She wants a burger. Right. And he's just blown away by that. Yes. 
You don't know a lot of girls then. This is the first st- stage of him falling in love because he's like, oh, we want time, sushi. She's like, I'd like a burger. And he's like, he's like instant heart on. <laughs> instant, instant, instant. Like, oh my gosh. She he even told his friends about it the next day. Anyway, mm-hmm. well, we're not there yet, though. Um, we also learn that she volunteers at a dog shelter, and then she tells him the exact name of the dog shelter that she volunteers yeah, at. Totally not going to happen. So I said, not sure she needed to do that. Like, mm-hmm. he loves dogs too, blah, blah, picture, blah. Like, that's, yeah. that's what I wrote in my notes. Oh, and she likes scary movies. So they know that. Right. So he totally goes and gets burgers. They come back and watch a scary movie. Because, of course, he's not planning anything. And they're in the dark because they don't have lamps. Yes. And this is where creepy elevator shit pisses <laughs> me off. Because they're sitting there, and then right at the moment where you freak out in the movie, the guy shows up with the lamps right freaking behind them. Like, no, I'm sorry. I'm calling your boss. You are fired. You knock on something. I know there's not a door because it's an elevator. Right, but when the elevator door opens, you kind of knock on the side you of it. You scream, hey, lamps guys. are here. Where do you want? you on a fucking couch and drop it down just to scare the shit out of you yeah <laughs> this lamp guy is terrible like he's got to go he's either really smart <laughs> and hysterical or he's just an idiot yeah because otherwise it feels like mr brooks has come to kill you like oh my god i didn't even think about that yes oh my gosh that movie is so insane okay anyway anyway um, so next um, day aiden's talking to his co-workers yeah, well, no, 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 but we got to go back because they're having this conversation while they're Netflix and chilling um, about... <laughs> Legitimately Netflixing yes. and chilling. So they I don't even talk about how about. his parents are divorced. I don't feel like they're alive at all. Like, he doesn't... He <laughs> his doesn't, parents? He doesn't explain it. He talks about how they're divorced, but he never talks about them. It's Christmas. There's no mention of his family. You know he's an only child. That's yes. true. We don't see his family. But it's kind of like movie. his parents eerily disappeared. Like, is this a Mendez thing? Is this like a... Mendez. He just doesn't like them anymore because they're kind of both jackasses. They don't show up at the wedding at the end. What the fuck? Because he doesn't care about his family because they're either dead or they're freaking nuts. Oh my gosh. But Okay, so... Let's talk a little bit about divorce experiences, right? Because, like, we both come from divorce experiences. Mm-hmm. Mine, I think, though, ours are very different, right? <laughs> oh, very different. <laughs> right. So my parents divorced when I was, like, one. So I have never seen my mother and father living in the same house together. Could not imagine it mm-hmm. <laughs> in any sense of the experience. Um, you know, my dad's kind of, like playboyish and and a lot of women and whatever um and then my mom is very like work focused and organized and you know committed and and all that other kind of stuff so and my mom was married to my stepdad and so like and then he had kids and like whatever so but always like super stable home environment and whatever and I lived with my mom and I saw my dad on like weekends and stuff like that so like, I mean, my life was fine, though. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It, it goes against the hallmark staple of, of marrying someone after seven days and living that life together forever. Forever. Divorce right? is evil. It is. Jesus doesn't like it, apparently. But your divorce experience is a little bit different, right? Oh, completely different. So my parents divorced when I was 12. Oh, yeah. So that's a lot different. My, well, I can't speak for my brother, but in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, finally. <laughs> Right, because like, obviously they probably weren't happy. It, it was so weird. Um, my mom's really mean. Mm. 
But I, I mean, later I found out that she was probably more mean because her and my dad were both walking on eggshells the whole time they were around each other, which is not going to put you in your best light. Right, sure. Um, I ended up living with my dad, mm. even though my parents live five minutes apart, so I still saw my mom every day or two. Yeah. Um, mom never got over it. Yeah. I don't know how they live five miles apart. That's because insane. Because I was like terrified when I graduated high school because they were both going to be in the same area. Yeah, right? It, like parties, nothing. Like there was nothing that was ever about celebrating your child together. It was very much like a, you have your time with your mom, you have your time with your dad. Mom and dad cannot talk. Yeah, They right. cannot be next to each other. And my wedding, yeah, like huge insane. drama. Mom almost didn't show up. Yeah. Craziness. And to this day, I mean, they... Divorced 20 years ago. Like, cannot. Oh my gosh, you've spent more than 12 hours with your father, you have to spend 12 hours with me. And, and a little bit to the other side, but more yeah. more my mom. And it, it just makes it hard sometimes. And I, mean, I straight up have issues, mind you, but right. I'm still a, I think... Well-adjusted person. Hopefully. Yeah. Somewhat. Decently adjusted. Well, and I think in your current situation, you try to make it the opposite of that, which is great. Yes, like, because I'm, I'm getting a divorce. Right. So, like, my parents definitely didn't get along when I was younger, right? Like, it, you know, when they had to interact a lot when I was in that, like, 5, 7, 12, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But, like, by the time I graduated high school, by the time I graduated college, like, it was not a big deal. Like, they, because once I'm in, you know, even middle school, junior high, early high school, they didn't have to talk anymore. Like... I just, you had your relationship with each one of them. Exactly. My dad would come pick me up. I'd hang out with him. Like, I lived with my mom. It was fine. Like, even the whole child support thing was like, my dad would just put it into my bank account, you know? And then, like, it, there was no interaction between them at all. So it That's worked awesome. out really well. And my mom was like, I don't care what your dad does, you know? And, and my dad did, like, cheat on my mom pretty heavily. And, like... There, were, there was all of that kind of animosity, and I think it was there at the beginning, but they both were able to let go of it and, like, not make it, you know, impact me. Well, they had me. a kid together. Right. And yeah. that became the focus. Exactly. Yeah, the relationship good, was not about each other. Yeah. There was a good two years where it felt like my existence was... For my parents to find out information about the other one. Ooh, yeah, that's no good. And it puts you in a very awkward position. Mm -hmm. And it still kind of feels like that sometimes. Right. Um, but, you know, and I also have... Dad did really well for himself. Mm -hmm. Met someone. Mom hasn't had a lot of luck. That's a big piece to it, She's too. on disability. So, completely different lifestyles. Yep. I blame him because we had this perfect life and he wanted a divorce. Mm -hmm. He's just trying to, like, can we just get over this? Right, right. Yeah, no, so that makes... So it's totally weird. It's just weird. And so I go out of my way. Reagan will tell you, because Reagan will straight up tell you exactly what she thinks. I am very nice mm -hmm. in my situation. Sometimes maybe a little too nice. Because I almost overcompensate because of the crap that I've had to deal with and that I still kind of deal with. Right. That I will go out of my way to make sure... The Todd and I seem like we're best friends. Yeah. Um, so it's just interesting. I don't because know. It's kind of a, a long sidebar, but I just wanted to kind of... Yeah. Because I really felt like there's a part in this movie where she looks at him like he's damaged goods because his parents got divorced. And I'm just like... 
No. Yo, that's it before she even knows anything about him, really. And I'm just like, slow your roll, homegirl. If anybody's damaged goods here, it's you with your three proposals and you can't say no and you can't make up your mind and yeah. run because away bride. Yeah, have a happy, wonderful marriage. Why are you worried? And why are you so perfect because of that? Mm-hmm. Like, that, I feel actually extremely well-adjusted because my parents made the smart decision to not stay together. It didn't fake anything. It didn't fake anything. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you, I would try to imagine Janet and Jelly kicking it all them years and him being a douche playboy like he was and sometimes still is. And my mom (laughs) trying to make it through that. Like, no, you know what I mean? That would have been straight hell. Mm -hmm. And there were other hellish parts of my childhood. Thanks to, weird stepfather but that's a whole other story yeah um but guess what i got over that too and those things make you a richer more educated more self-aware more resilient person empathetic not shitty and not like oh well i can't marry that guy because his parents are still married fuck you no because trust (laughs) me they got more issues sometimes Mm-hmm. And this right up real people. Because they've watched two people live together for years and years that actually don't like each other anymore. Yeah, because that's going to teach you everything you need to know about love. Let alone love each other. Yeah. That's a whole other story. Anyway. Now, I we do find so out, I mean, his, his, when he does talk about his parents, you can tell that there, there are issues. Yeah. But I feel like his parents' divorce is more akin to what I went through than what you went through. Probably. Because sure. he talks about his beloved dog. Yes. That he his had to parents, kind of give up or whatever. Yeah, yeah, his dad, like, dropped the dog off at the pound because it was too much to handle. Oh, it's First sad. of all, what? <laughs> like, you got a kid. Like, oh my gosh. Just my ex used child to say that, dog. too. Like, I wanted a Great Dane for so... I still want a Great Dane. Mm-hmm. And my ex would be like, you know you have to clean up the poop. And I'm thinking to myself, I birthed your son. <laughs> and he peed on me as he was coming out of my vagina. Please. I got this. I got this dog poop. Like, what do you think? Do you think I'm nervous about poop? Are you kidding? I could so see him saying that, though, and that just gives me so many eye rolls. <laughs> Sorry. And she's currently doing at least three. Anyway, okay, moving geez. on. Um, like, get yourself together. Um, so next day with the sister. I don't have anything about this. I have she's... what the fuck Mike again. Okay. <laughs> well, I just have how the Sorry. sister is super suspicious about their whole late night delivery session. Yes, but she pimped her sister out, so she needs to shut her mouth. Exactly. Oh, that's where I'm talking about the divorce thing. So, because mm-hmm. this is where she says to her sister, I don't doubt that he has tons of issues. As she's trimming her parents' fucking tree. And I don't doubt that he has tons of issues because uh, his parents are divorced. This is what Jesse says about mm-hmm. Aiden. And I'm just like, okay, slow your roll, homegirl. You got yeah, way more issues than issues he does about some divorce. That wasn't his own. Mm-hmm. Um, so then he Aiden's with his friends. Uh, and he's like, oh my gosh, this girl loves burgers and, and, and she loves dogs. And scary movies. Oh my gosh, I love her already. That's not like over half the female population. <laughs> this is not that revelationary. Like, no. I just don't, I don't no. get it. In the right? 50s maybe, 2012, hell to the no. no. Yeah, we like those We things. all know about Smashburger. Yeah, this is really, they are just like the most stereotypical group of sausage kings that I have ever met in my entire life. Like, super typical testosterone overload. I'm so done with this group of dudes. I, I can't even do it. All right, um, we're gonna, we need to take a break. You're right. We have been an hour and a half. Break. <laughs> we're going to push Jack off the door because he needs to die. Absolutely. When we come back with Happily Never After. 
<laughs> oh, we can just never not laugh at that. It's Y'all, great. Reagan legitimately dances. And the best part of this right now is she has a piece of glitter above her eyebrow. <laughs> and she's like hand motions and it's like you getting Morse so code. <laughs> telling me, oh my God, you are not telling me on the podcast that yes, I have I glitter over my eyebrow. It's great. When you could wonderful. have just told me five minutes ago when we were not on the podcast. It was great. I love this. It would be great. It's fun. Okay, so we're back on Happily Never After, part two of A Bride for Christmas. I love it. I love totally it. Totally did jazz hands. That is just the stupidest title. Okay, so um, after they've trimmed yes. the tree, they're at the dog shelter. Okay, we're at the dog shelter. So, because Aiden conveniently volunteers. Well, she told him the name of the shelter. Keep it still. It wasn't that hard. You know what? People know I love Target. They don't show up at the fucking Target I go to. Actually, one one person did. And it was kind of oh sweet. Oh my god. That was a whole other thing. This is so odd. Okay, so he's a new <laughs> volunteer. I wrote. I actually wrote, he's cute, so we like this. If oh he, yeah. If he were not cute, we would not like this. Um. Come on. She gives him the job of shoveling the shit up of the dog, and he totally takes the stuff and owns it and does it. Oh no. That's cool. No, it's totally cool. My whole point is... If he was an ugly mofo, (laughs) you'd be like, hell to the no. We would be like, why are you at... Yeah, we'd be like, why are you stalking me at my volunteer job? Like, this is not cool. Go away. Well, the stalker shows up two minutes later. Right. With what the fuck, Mike? Yes. (laughs) They're walking the dogs. Um, What the fuck, Mike shows up. He totally shows up. Because he can't take a freaking hint... And then, so I wrote in caps, because this is apparently me yelling, Mike actually says to her something about, you know, getting married and, and you know, but your mom and your dad and it's for your family. Don't make it about her family. Yeah. This is about you and her. Yeah. And obviously, you cannot handle reality. You need to check in somewhere. You need to get some shit. Lithium. We've talked about that before. Yes. You cannot live your life for other people. I think that and is a key theme in some of these movies is that we are hitching ourselves to wagons, proverbially. We are taking jobs that we don't want <laughs> for other people. Yes. And no, done with it. Let's please not do that. Let's no. please not do that. Let's live our own lives. Um, no mom more. and dad, you guys got married. You live your life. I'm living mm-hmm. mine. But the dog so, even knows that Mike is fucked up. Yes. Dog goes crazy. <laughs> Gets unleashed. Jumps on Mike. Pushes him over. And this is the best dog in the world. I do love this dog. <laughs> All right. Jake is the dog's name, actually. I did yes. remember that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so there gets to be some conversation about cold feet. And I don't remember where this came from. I think they're still at the shelter. But I want to just define cold feet for the average listener mm-hmm. for this podcast. <laughs> Yeah, cold feet is not thinking that you're not going to be happy with this guy for the rest of your life. That's called common fucking sense. Yes. Cold feet is something you get, like, right before you get married, right? Mm-hmm. Cold feet is not like a reason. Like you're walking down the aisle and thinking. Exactly. Like, oh my gosh, am I doing the right he thing? He looks kind of funny in this tux. Yeah. <laughs> I'm feeling really nervous. I'm sweating. Is this a sign that I shouldn't be doing this? That's cold feet. Cold feet is not... I don't want to get engaged to this person because I don't think they're the right person for me. Can we please define that? Because this movie totally muddies the waters on what cold feet really is. It's like, oh, well, did you not say yes? Or did you 
not go through with it because of cold feet? Or did you like not think they were the one because of cold feet? That doesn't make any sense. That concept no. doesn't jive. Because she didn't want to get engaged in the first place. Right. Now, if it's literally at the second you're walking down the aisle, probably cold feet. If you were excited to get engaged to the person, not right. in general. Right. Because I think maybe, let's just put it into perspective. There are a good chunk of women that watch these types of movies that would love to just be engaged. <laughs> right? Sorry if I offend you. I was there at one point in my life. Whatever. It's but very exciting. It's very if, exciting. If you're not excited about the guy that's proposing to you. Right. Yeah, you're right. That's not cold feet. No. It's only cold feet right before him. Yeah. Like, get your life together. Okay, so um, we go back to her house. Her sister's going on a date. So there's supposed to, it's game night. It's family game night. Mm-hmm. I don't fucking know who does this. But anyway, so it's family game night. <laughs> Apparently, people do this. It's widely known. Because your adult children need to come back and have game night. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a staple in um, adult parent households. Mm-hmm. So sister comes down the stairs. Sister girl. Vivian, she's going on a date. She's smoking hot. Gorgeous. Smoking hot. totally would be a lesbian for that. (laughs) I mean, not really, because I know you can't choose, and I don't want to make light of it, but I'm just saying. Yeah, and they really are. She's a gorgeous woman. They're very nondescript about who she's going out with, because she did make the lesbian comment earlier on, and Mm -hmm. not that it matters, but I guess just, like, flesh that out for me. Like, Well, I don't think the Hallmark audience 100% would approve so maybe they they leave it nebulous on purpose yeah like we'll just let you believe what you want to believe mm-hmm. audience of 2012 <laughs> with We're like a kind of be open and welcoming to different groups of people but not right a hundred percent not openly we're gonna be donald trump about this issue <laughs> we're not openly we're not openly uh accepting or inclusive we love these people they're great so sorry sisters leaving the house and, you know, Jesse's like, all right, cool. I'm just going to ride on the game night like normal. And then Aiden, like, rolls up to her house unannounced. Mm-hmm. But for a good reason. Yes. Yes. She did not tell him that the floor people were coming. So he cannot go home because, and I can relate to this. <laughs> there's sometimes there's like are getting done. three, four days when your floors are getting done. You cannot walk on your floors in your house. It's, it's yep. very uncomfortable. For him, it's only six hours. So Yeah, which makes me wonder about the state of the floors. Right. <laughs> how good are these going to be? Yeah, how good are these interior designers? So she invites him to game night at the parents' house because she feels kind of bad, like, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you that. Yeah, but no. Yeah. No. No. No, not necessarily. Not with my parents. I'm calling them up saying, hey, client's got an issue. Can't come tonight. Sorry. Yeah. Hey, let me put you up in a hotel. <laughs> Or if I'll I want to hang out with you, let's go find a piano so I can hear you sing again. <laughs> yes, the let's first Let's not go meet my mother and father because I walked out on a guy at my own wedding two weeks ago. That's so true. Because that makes so much sense, people. Yeah, and then you're bringing... It's so awkward to bring home this guy. Okay. And then they do this weird fake competitive thing where they're talking about like, oh, game night. Yeah. Oh, I'm really good at cards. Oh, I'm really lucky at cards. Uh, okay. <laughs> and it's like... You didn't need to do that. It's just stupid. Um, Because neither one of them can really pull it off. No. So they get to the parents' house. The parents are, like, uber suspicious, like, who this guy is. Um, And mom's already pimping out her cookie-making skills. Cookies. We got... Oh, my gosh. She voluntarily shows Aiden the the scrapbook that her mother made for her proposal, which I just got to say... This is so The pictures awful. of her with these guys when they proposed is so freaking hysterical. The Jumbotron picture, 
I fell off my couch. I was laughing so hard. So it was hysterical. Her she mother, looked so miserable. So Jesse's mother made an engagement album. So since she had never made it all the way to the altar, there was no wedding album to really speak of. <laughs> so her mother has made an engagement album. Why in the hell you would make something to commemorate three failed relationships? I'm so concerned about and so confused about. Oh yeah. But this is who this woman is. This is who she is. And and I'm sorry. At this point, making a mockery we of this. Know these these family members now. Good chunk of the movie. No one is saying anything to the sister. <laughs> no one has spoken to this woman. Sister girl can be single all she wants. Yes. And it's like all the pressure is on Jessie, which again makes me think her sister's a lesbian and they just don't want to get into it. But I think that's probably it. You're right. But it's like, what the seriously, fuck? people? It's yeah. another WTF moment, honestly, with this. Um, Walking through all these photos. But, oh. dude, I love her dad. He's a goofball. He's honest. He obviously loves his daughter. He does. But he starts calling Jesse Bolt. Oh, that's and right. <laughs> they ask where Bolt comes from. And her dad's like, because, you know, she's bolted at all the weddings. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty terrible, but it's really funny. <laughs> it is. And, and she's just sitting there like, oh, I'm a little uncomfortable. But, yeah, okay. but we're going to go with this. Yeah. Like, really? And but I'd then, be like, um, I'd be like straight up all over my parents. Be like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're not calling me that. Um, and then? So Aiden sees, though, this is where we sort of know that. Aiden is starting to catch feelings because there's this very last photo of her in the album where it's just her in the bouquet and she, it's sort of like a like a candid shot like she's not looking at the camera and it's like she's smelling the bouquet. There's nothing candid about that shot. Well, we, whatever. Completely you know closed. what I'm saying. <laughs> but like, this is where we know he's he's starting to fall. Because he gets all misty-eyed over a picture. So, um, the parents have a piano. Mm -hmm. The first Noel is clearly the only song he knows how to play. So we go back to the well for that one, because of course, if there's a big group of you around Christmas time, everybody wants to sit around a piano and sing songs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what we do. So he starts in on the first Noel. I'm totally buying a piano just for that. Yeah. I said, who does this shit and who knows all the lyrics? Because okay. I don't know all the lyrics of these Straight damn songs. Straight up, white people. <laughs> that's who does this shit. All right. I love it. I love it. Right. I want to, I mean, I have been a part of many a white family, so like, I still haven't done it, but California okay. white is different. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. But no, I'm a part of Massachusetts white and still nothing. Yeah, that does shock me a little bit. I'm upset. The, the Campbells, where are you at, dude? Why did we not Honestly, carol together? I've never done this either. Okay, cool. I've only done carols with church Yeah. to the people that couldn't make it to church service, bring them like fresh baked bread and gift baskets and stuff. So then for some reason, instead of continuing with Christmas carols, he breaks into uh, Auld Lang Syne, which is a New Year's Eve song. Yeah, I don't understand that either. <laughs> and he's so into it. He and is. Then, and then, what, what the fuck, Mike shows up. <laughs> walks right into the house, like doesn't oh, even knock on the door, just walks in. Goddamn stalker. <laughs> dude, and then we find out meddling fucking mom invites him. Yep. Yep. Dude, I left him at the altar. Give the guy a break. So mom invited him to game night and these people are going hard at game night because they are playing straight up poker. This is not like, oh, we're going to play this some backgammon or we're going to play Trivial Pursuit. No. Now I have played Cards Against Humanity. Oh, that sounds like The fun. only time I played it 
with my dad and stepmom. Very awkward, but very hysterical. Oh, I bet that's so funny, though. Because everybody's adult, it's all good. Um, so, of course, in this gross display of masculinity, and so typical of any poker game that you would see on a television show. I hated this scene. Aiden and Mike go head-to-head, and, you know, they're, they're going all in. They're the only ones left that haven't folded, of course. And then, Mike... What the fuck, Mike doesn't have enough chips to go all in, so he puts his car up. Now, he showed up in, like, a cherry 57 Chevy, because, again, he's a plumber, but he's also, he's also knows his way around cars, clearly. Mm-hmm. So, he puts his 57 Chevy in, and so then now, of course, we know that Aiden is also fueled by testosterone, or just easily baited. So, he puts in his infinity coupe. Mm-hmm. Mike wins, and Aiden stands there carless. <laughs> Which is hysterical. It's pretty funny. Crazy twist of fate. Because Mike is clearly not winning at life. Nope. But apparently can win a poker game. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? I actually, I felt kind of good for Mike in this moment. (laughs) He's like, I'll be back tomorrow to pick up my car. No, I did not feel good for Mike in this moment. I felt like... (laughs) I did. You were basically trying to say, I'm winning my girl back over a poker game. Right. But you want a car. (laughs) No, you lost her because she walked away from you at an altar. That still happened, Mike. That doesn't... The fact that you won somebody else's car does not erase the fact that somebody walked away from you in an altar. That same girl that's standing in the driveway watching you drive off in in her new love interest car still doesn't want to be with you. My ex-in-laws invited me over. I would not go over for a family night with Mm -hmm. my ex. No. No. Because I have a little bit more self-respect than that. Exactly. And he... I guess he thinks that her mom's going to talk her... Talk her into it. Yes, what? he does. He what? clearly does. Oh. So he, yeah, she's got, he's got the mom on speed dial and vice versa. And it's just not working. Mm-hmm. So Matt or Aiden goes back to work the next day and he calls off the bet. Yeah. Because he is clearly he infatuated. Like doing this to her and it's not fair. And I'm not going to say in love. He is clearly infatuated with Jesse at this point and is catching it's feelings. It's love. It's, ca- <laughs> it's Hallmark love. It is. Catching feelings, which, yes, in the, it, so it's Hallmark Love, which in the real world is just catching slight feelings. And he says, I'm not going to ask her to marry me just to win a bet. And I wrote, that was the bet, asshole. <laughs> that was the whole bet. Yeah, you kind of agreed to that. That was exactly what you agreed but to. But she eats cheeseburgers and likes dogs. But he acts, like, so offended by the idea of it at this point. Yeah. <laughs> just like, because, wait, what? Because she's not a pathetic woman. Oh my gosh, a woman isn't just a plaything for my trophy case. <gasps> yeah, not really? just a reason to get a corner office. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then stomp all over her heart. Oh my god. Okay. And douche Matt, whatever his name is, yeah. is like, does that mean that, that I win? Oh, because it's all about winning. That's all he wants to do like, is dude, win. Like, dude, your friend needs you. Yep. Listen, he is going through a divorce. He needs as many wins as he can get. Um, um no. Okay, so we get back to the dog shelter. And this is hilarious because Aiden is just, so, so the dog Jake that originally that we saw earlier that got loose that and, you know, whatever. Was adopted. He got adopted, but then the people were bringing him back. Yeah. Now, to preface this, we already know about Mike's, Mike's, Aiden's family. Aiden's dad that took the dog back. Mm-hmm. So, guy with two kids is bringing this dog back. Yes. Jesse's watching this, and in the the soft lighting dream sequence, woo, 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 
You may continue now. Yes. So Aiden is just raking the, this guy over the coals for bringing this dog back because he's got bring the dog back. He's got all this pent up anger from you his like, own childhood. This freaking dog, and I kind of agree with him though. Like seriously, totally. You can't handle it. Don't adopt an animal. Right. Right. You can't However, just change your mind. I would say better for them to bring the dog back than to. I don't know. Leave the dog in a field somewhere to die or whatever. I don't know. Yes, but at the same time. And I don't know what kind of animal shelter they work at, but the ones around here, man, you have to, like, sign stuff in your blood. <laughs> you have to put references down that they call to see if you're a decent human being. Dude, they want to visit your house sometimes, I think. Yes, right? which is, which, a little uh-huh. creepy. Yes. Okay. Like, so... Yeah. It is, it is like Robin said, very dream sequence where, like... Yeah, I'd love seeing It's a Guya. Like, she's watching him. So, Jesse is watching Aiden rake this guy over the coals from afar and guilt him into, like, you brought this dog. How can you just leave him here? Like, he was your responsibility. You adopted him. Like, how about, you know, thinking about your kids, blah, 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 which, don't talk to me about my kids, dude. Anyway. Um, but, so... That whole thing happens. She is wildly attracted to him now because he has stuck up for this dog and she he is showing her all of this character of a dog lover and that is so meaningful. So she runs up to him and they have this super hot kiss she in the dog shelter. Him. Oh it yeah. It was pretty hot kiss for a Hallmark movie. Dude, I, I was, was like... into it. <laughs> oh my god. I'm ready. So I'm ready for that. In the she dog grabs shelter. him and kisses him. I just gotta say, like, awesome. I like that she was strong enough and she's like, boom. But then she runs away <laughs> after she because, does it. Because fireworks. And so, she goes home and tells her sister, oh my god, I met the one. He's the one. Um, it, it was everything that I wanted she's to. She's freaked out at this point. She cannot even get over the fact that she's like, oh my gosh, he's the one. I can't even, I can't even deal with it. I don't know what to do. Only, she says, he's not marriage materials because he's damaged goods. She calls him damaged goods. Yeah. Like you're not, oh, you we're weirdo. All we are all damaged. Well, you're not, Reagan. I am. We I'm all are. Damaged. We're all it's damaged great. goods. We're all a mess. Well, we're not damaged goods, but we're all just a mess from our own experience, life experiences, and that's okay. It makes us who we are. Anyway, agreed. So, um, crazy sister moment. Um, after what can only be a couple of weeks, sister girl does a 180 and tells Jess. To ask him to marry her. Yeah, why don't you do that? Why don't you... No, don't wait for him. Why don't you no, do it? Not because she's seen so much of... Has she even met him? She's only met him that one night. She tells her to to ask this man that she does not know to marry her sister. No, sorry. Yes, to marry her sister. Because if she does it this time, maybe it'll work out. <laughs> yeah. Wait, this is what? straight up cray-cray. So, th- this is not like, why don't you, you know, take a trip together? <laughs> why don't you go why see a movie? Let's do this. You're fresh off of a fake wedding. Let's just. Holy crap, dude. dude. This is Hallmark. I can't this is Hallmark reality. deal with this. You have to go through the wormhole, Reagan. They just can't date. Okay. <laughs> nope. There's no just dating. Oh my gosh. So, um, she goes to his apartment and she, at this point, oh um, yeah, because she can just get in because there's no door. <laughs> Robin is so hung up on this elevator. Seriously. Fifth floor, please. Aiden's apartment. Oh, let me go in here. Let's hope I don't find any lace panties lying around. What the hell? He could be there with anybody, right? 
So he could be in there with Matt because maybe Matt's just attracted to Aiden and that's what this whole thing's about. Oh, good Lord, Robin. Okay, so <laughs> Aiden comes home mm-hmm. and she's there. Get, she's got his whole apartment done. Mm-hmm. She has done, taken the photo of him with the dog and blown it up, made it like this drawing. It's actually really gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it's this huge like anchor piece to the wall in it's his like apartment. Yeah, like a pen ink drawing. Mm, beautiful. Oh, great. So, very meaningful, very sweet. She's got everything set up and she's got champagne out. Of so, course. we know what she about to do. <laughs> Straight up. She is, I'm, I'm going to just clarify this for you listeners. She is going, she is preparing herself to ask this man who she has known, give or take three weeks, <laughs> to spend the rest of his life with her. Yep. I just yeah. need that to sink in. <laughs> there, it, okay, I'm just going to point out, there is no sinking in, because that makes no sense. Even I know that's crazy. But again, we are through the, the Hallmark wormhole, it, <laughs> where this is actually the, the longest period of getting to know you that we've had in any of these movies. You're absolutely right. So she asked him to marry her, and um, after some some weird, awkward, weird, awkward chatter, he says yes. He's totally in. And it's actually a really cute scene, though. And I it think is, her I acting like is very good in the scene where she's like, because at first she thinks he's going to say no because there's so much pause. And she's just like, oh, well, my he, gosh. He hesitates. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I've been here before. Please don't say yes just to make me feel better. Yes. I know I've made blah, you blah, so blah. uncomfortable. Like, she says actually all the right things that a person totally. should say to another person if totally. you get the sense that they're going to say no, that they're uncomfortable. She's like, I've made you so uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. would listen, we can just... If you just need an invoice, I can hook you up. Like, Yeah. Let me in- <laughs> email you the invoice. Yes. By the way, I'm charging you triple now <laughs> for that painting. I'm going to get this money like my sister and needs he, me he, to. He does hesitate. I think because he's shocked. Because how many guys think a woman's going to propose? Right. I feel like she should have been a little bit more prepared for that. But given her baggage, I get it. Like, I overreact to certain things because of my baggage. Totally. Give her a pass. But he says yes. Everything's good. Yep. She goes to tell her mom, and what's hilarious is that her mom is more concerned that she asked him than the fact that it might be too soon. <laughs> She's like, well, it's unconventional, like, when she tells her mom that she asked him. Not like, honey, have you known this guy long enough yeah, to no, share totally. your lives together? No, at this point, my Forever mother more? would have read my tarot card to let me know if it was going to last or not. She probably also would have had a background check done just to make sure he's not a pedophile or something. But you know yeah. what? I like that. That's that's practical with the background check on one hand, but then kind of spiritual and like new no. wavy, no. new agey on the other side with yeah, the tarot cards. Don't go behind my back and read my future. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't like shit no. like that. I don't do like future, like fortune tellers, tarot reading. I don't like stuff like that because yeah. I feel like if I'm supposed to know something, somebody would have told me. Nobody did. And I have at many occasions no. say, Mom, please don't do that. Yeah. And exactly. there have been many occasions where I tell her something and she goes, You know, I knew it. Yeah. I knew this was coming. Oh. I read it. You know, shut up, Mom. Okay. Yeah, thanks. So, anyway, everybody's on board. Let's plan a wedding. So, woo! <laughs> so, interestingly enough, and this is where the conflict comes. Because uh, there's always a conflict. Of course. And it always has to happen about 20 minutes before the movie's over. Of course. Because something has to pull them apart before they can come back together. So that's the formula. Mike, what the fuck Mike, ends up hearing Seriously. about the bet. Dude, he's a plumber and he's working in a manhole. What? This 
made no sense. Sorry. Straight up, I have worked. I have run townspeople. There is a whole crew of people that work on that sewer and water line that are not plumbers. No, no, because plumbers charge too damn much. There is no way what the fuck Mike is sitting there listening to this. With his, like, yellow crossing guard type blazer thing, or, you know, Don't hit me with the car, because I'm working near a street vest, which OSHA standards, okay, I'm cool with. But really? So, Aiden and his cronies are at the hot dog stand, and they happen to be at the hot dog stand right next to where Mike is working. So they end up talking about the bet. Mike hears about the bet. And so then, of course, he comes right over. He makes a beeline to Jessie while she's walking out of her house with her wedding dress that yeah, she's, she's going dragging to. Not just a wedding dress. The wedding dress she wore when she walked out of Mike's wedding. But she's going to get it, like, recut and stuff. No. Yes, she was. I know she was, but no. But no. <laughs> just get a new dress, homegirl. Like, like, seriously. And we could do a lot better than that necklace. Well, so, so Mike is so giddy. He can't wait to tell her about this. He really um, did. It's like, I'm yeah. not going to say it. Yeah. It's a, so there's a little <laughs> bit of shoot the messenger as to be expected, but she goes right over to Aiden's apartment. And of course she's there when he gets there because of the whole elevator thing. Yes. So I cannot get over this. He walks into his apartment. Is there a door guard? There's no doorman. So she walks doorman, into the apartment. Door guard. Door guard. Where did that come from? <laughs> yes. I obviously have not lived that charmed of a life. Me neither. So he walks into his own apartment and she's there and she's already like crying yeah. basically. The mascara is not as bad as the beginning of the movie, but no, it's getting there. But it's getting there. So he walks in all happy go lucky like, oh yeah, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I'm not supposed to see the dress before the wedding because she's got it all laid out. And her questions right here are pretty freaking stellar. Dude, I loved her in this. And by the way. So much. Before we even get into the dialogue, she's wearing this amazing tan blazer with like this ruffle neckline. I know I it. love it. Her wardrobe. I'm telling you. I need to meet these people. On point. All right. So, and I would totally overreact. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's overreacting. The whole scene, I'm like, I would say that. Mm -hmm. I would say that too. I'd probably add some cuss words to that, but I'm pretty sure that would come out of my mouth. Absolutely. Because, oh, it's bad luck for me to to see the dress before the wedding. And he's like, totally like, oh my gosh, let me shield my eyes. And she goes, so is betting on the bride. Which I was like, oh girl, (laughs) just... Snap, snap, <laughs> with a little neck move. Like, I got you on that one. I was like, we really very smooth. need to do very a video smooth. at some point. And then, I know, I know. We're going to do this on video. And then she says, so uh, did you have to go through with the whole wedding, or did you just need to get me to say yes? Mm, another good question. Very Meanwhile, good. he is like, eh, mm, eh, mm, doesn't, yeah, he doesn't yeah. have anything to say. Um... And then, like, he tries to lie a little bit, because didn't he say something like, oh, what did he say? Well, I think he was trying to point out that he called the bet off. And That's that not what happened. Wasn't like what, yeah. it, 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 like, no. them getting together wasn't because of the bet. But at first, he did the, I don't know what you're talking about type oh, of totally. thing. Like, total, yeah. like, douche. Homeboy. Duh. This is where the player comes out. The player She reaction. obviously knows enough. Yeah. Um. When the word bet came out of her mouth, yeah. the jig was up, homeboy. There is no, like, yeah. what are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, dude. Like, be smarter than that. She has rolled her eyes for the 120th time. Just sound like less of a liar. Let's just try yeah. that. Can okay? you at least just apologize? Like, just apologize. what is up with these men? 
that they're like, oh, oh, and they have a, this huge comeback, like, oh, it didn't mean anything, blah, 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 sorry. That's not a real freaking apology. No, Just apologize. It's and it's a CYA move, is all it is. Get down on your knees and beg for freaking forgiveness, mm-hmm. because you are not finding another woman that's going to handle any of your shit. Exactly. So, they have the whole, you know, the whole thing comes out, and she leaves in the elevator saying, well, you have one hell of a poker face. And I liked that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Love it. She does play the the animosity well. And then she's dragging the wedding dress behind her, crying on her way home, and who do we run into? Trent. The only guy that she was engaged to that we haven't met to this point, and he is with his dumb blonde bimbo new fiancé that he proposed to on the marquee... Of the theater, which is exactly what he did to her. Uh, and the so whole, unoriginal. we should go out for dinner. Who does this? No, he tells her he's going to send her an invite That's to their flipping wedding. That's good, yes, I want to go to your wedding because I left you with the author. And what, sh- who, what fiance would be okay with this? And seriously? You didn't break up with her. She left you. If I'm in the state that she's in right now, I would have been like, oh, totally would have either grabbed his balls and squeezed <laughs> Or I would have punched his teeth out. I would have said, depends on how tall he is. Listen, homie. I don't want to go to your fucking wedding. Okay? What? Do you notice that I'm dragging a damn wedding dress through the street? Do you think I'm having a good day? Yeah, because he doesn't know it's a wedding dress. It's just this big frou-frou white thing. It's I, I, my eye totally started twitching at that moment. And I just, I'm like, I can't. how did she end up with such and dumbass guys? In front of the fiancé. If I'm fiancé, I'm like, I don't need her at my wedding, actually. Like, don't who, come. I'd be like, who is this chick? Right. And the reason I call her the dumb bimbo is because she's sitting there all smiling. Like, ha, 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 we just got engaged. Look at my ring. Yeah. Do you not see what's going on? You're right about that. How dumb are you? You're right about that. Okay. So we get back to she's at her parents' house. And I she, love her dad. Yes. I just gotta say, I love this guy. Front stoop with dad, getting some advice, and it is very quality. He is a solid guy. Yes, and it's solid on every guy. Pinterest board that exists. It's on every Wordables, anything on Instagram. You will find mm-hmm. this quote, which is, don't be with the one that you... I'm going to say this completely wrong because there's been too much wrong. <laughs> Be with the one you can't live without, not the one you can live with. Yes. Just the one you can live with. The right. The one you can't live without. Very good. Very I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. Like, and he brings up, I think this is a very good point, he brings up that her mother had been proposed to numerous times. Three times as well. And So lame. <laughs> but he, And he makes the point that the sister was trying to make. Mm-hmm. I knew when I proposed to her that there was a pretty good chance she was going to say no. Right. And I took the risk because I thought she was worth it. Right. And, you know, if she said no, well, then I wouldn't have wanted to be with her anyway. Exactly. Yes. Stop was... wanting people who don't want you. Yes. Um, we need more of this What the fuck, Mike? <laughs> yeah. What the fuck, Mike? Jeez, that's like... And actually, that's the very next note I have. It's what the fuck, Mike? Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know why, because I already forget that part. Yeah, um, well, because she takes the ring back to Mike. So oh, this she is does. Where she actually brings it back. And he is so, like, thinking that she's going to come back to him. He's like, oh, I'm glad that the the something about the water is moving back my way or something like that. or the I don't know, uh, some kind of plumber. Yes. <laughs> Some sort of plumber analogy. No, the shit is running back in your direction. And it's still clogged, and by she's, the way. Right. And she's like, it's really not. <laughs> Which was so funny. And she's just like, look, like, I want you to have somebody who really, 
like who who loves you as much as you love them and that was really great like and then he said to her you deserve that too which i thought was sweet it was a nice way to end it with mike it thank was. god we don't have to see his face again yeah, can we talk about his hair oh, so greasy <laughs> it's greasy but it's like in front of his face it's like a bad bowl cut and i'm just i even wrote it down like his hair i can't no he's it's a terrible. patsy he's just a patsy <laughs> All right, so we get back to Aiden, who is sad and depressed at his company holiday party. Yes, and he, even even vegan girl is like trying to get with him. Yeah, he's sitting in his new cubicle because he he, he lost um, the bet. Yeah, he lost the bet because and he he's basically forfeited pouting, pouting so bad, so bad, and eating rippled potato chips. Yeah, which totally cool with. Oh yeah, I would I would be sitting there eating potato chips as well. Um, and douche Matt. Oh well, douche Matt first comes over to rub it in because that's what he does. But then mom shows up at Aiden's friggin' holiday party. Mom medals. <laughs> mom medals. So. If you don't use that as a hashtag, I will be so disappointed in you. So mom has. Oh, I got that. She's met him one time and she is positive that he is right for her daughter. Because of the look he gives her. That's right. Please. That's right. Please. So now this isn't just about like what could be a nice long engagement. <laughs> of course not. It is. Mom's like raising the stakes. Yeah. It's the her only freaking fault they get married. The only way you can make up to my daughter is to actually marry her. Yes. So let's plan a wedding. Let's go. She says and exactly that. He's like, yeah, sure. Yeah. He can't just like prove over time that he's sorry about the bed or that he, you know, sure, I did that and it was really stupid and douchey, but like I, I did fall for you along the way and... I want to make it up to you. Like, the, no, and, and then they just date over a long period of time. No, Reagan. It's <laughs> just stuff. I don't understand it, We've right? been through the wormhole. All right. I don't, I clearly just don't get it. I don't so, get it. I'm not saying that any of this makes any sense. Okay. No, but, but we're in the Hallmark wormhole. wormhole. We I are. Get it. And can, she, she goes back. Okay. Next scene. I think it's the next scene. It's Christmas know. Day. Yeah. No. She's at the shelter. Oh, right. And Jake has been adopted and she's all sad. Can we just talk about two things? First of all, I'm glad she's that attached to the dog. Yeah. And the only reason she doesn't have a dog is because her, her sister is apparently like deathly allergic to dogs. Yes. So first world problems. She couldn't have okay, one fine. as a child. All that kind of stuff. Blah, blah, blah. She's wearing this like crocheted hairnet thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm pretty sure Blossom wore that at some point. It's a little further back than 2012, but all right. Correct. Correct. But yeah, Christmas day. Ha ha. How ironic that she walks into her parents' house with a white dress. Sparkly white. Oh, mini dress. This dress is hot, though. And then what I gotta say, though. I that, would not wear that to my parents' house in Christmas. No, though. nobody would. But that satin jacket. So she's got this red satin jacket on. Dude, girl looks banging. Up great. That jacket is banging. That's I was what like, she needed to wear. To I, I would have worn that and gone to his Christmas party and flirted with douche Matt. All right. So she walks into her parents house her he's dad's there. in a tux her dad yeah he's her in a mom's tux. all dressed up her right. sister's like giddy mm -hmm. her sister has no poker face <laughs> her sister also looks incredibly gorgeous she does and um and then they notice the pastor because the pastor has nothing else to do on christmas it's only the birth of christ <laughs> He's a pastor, so it's not like he's a priest. Like, he has a family. He's got, like, his own shit to do. He's got his own kids. Like, he's got to, like, you know, show up for. Don't they have to, you know, feed the homeless? Isn't that the whole thing? I don't 
don't know. Anyway. It depends on the church. Pastor's there. Right. Maybe he's a priest. I don't know. All right. So. And he's drinking punch. And she's like, what are you doing here? And he has the most <laughs> sheepish looking smile on ever. He's buzzed already. And I'm like, the guy's like, I'm drinking and eating as much as possible because this is going to be short lived. She's going to be out the door in five. Yeah. He's four. been. This pastor's been through this shit before. Yeah. So. Aiden's there. She's like, oh my gosh, what? And he, he does this whole big thing. He does this whole proposal. It's very sweet. He gets down. And then Jake shows up. Jake the dog shows up. Because we didn't see that coming. Of course. He, of course, adopted Jake. Jake the dog. Who, if the sister is that deathly allergic, why is she not in hives? Gasping for breath, needing an EpiPen. Like, let's be realistic here. That is I so know true. We're in, I know we're in the Hallmark wormhole. But seriously, people... You make such a big deal out about her being allergic to this dog and the dog is in her house and she's just standing there fine. I'd be like straight up looking at my parents be like, you, shit, you people lied to me. You just didn't want to clean up their shit. Okay, so. <laughs> Back to the story. Because so, obviously I have issues. There are so many dog issues there. So, you know, again, this, they couldn't have just gotten engaged on Christmas. No. They need to hem this shit up because she might change her mind. Because she's going to run. <laughs> so, so we got to make sure. They so have she to, says yes. They, she says yes, and they have to actually get married today. Yeah. And then all the co-workers. His Just co-workers fly show out. Up. Okay, first of all, bitter Matt should not be there. Because he's the asshole that started this whole shit. That's right. Then you have... He'll get all the credit, though, as like the people, that, the person that brought them together. I know, right. He's that the, douche. The Ponchy Vaughn guy is there. Is, is Svetlandia or whatever her name is, is she there? Aren't, like, some of her exes there or something? I don't know. I didn't I see the remember. exes. And then the, the, the 12-year-old that needs testosterone <laughs> shots is there. Like, and all don't these, they have families? That's what I'm saying! What are they doing there? All these people For the chance that she might say yes! They are running out of back rooms and closets and shit. They don't have anywhere else to be on Christmas. But Hell, these two idiots know. And at this point, married. all I feel like chanting is just go to the damn courthouse. What are you doing? Listen, at least in the end, they had a nice, simple wedding. And everybody said their I do's. They made it official. And it was really beautiful. They had one hell of a kiss. They did. I was like, damn. But can I, the last scene. Yeah. We went all in. Like, oh my, you just ruined the whole movie with the last, like, five lines. <laughs> because that's like a bet term. <laughs> But it's like the whole corniness. Like, please, she was all strong, powerful woman. No, but and then I, the che- I just can't. I'm sorry. I just feel like the we went all in just then harkens back to the bet. Yeah. Which is the shitty thing that happened in the whole yeah. fucking thing. Like, like, it's gonna oh. take me more than you adopting a dog to get over that. <laughs> and it's gonna take me probably a good three weeks to not want to kill your ass. There's Before gonna be. I can accept the apology. Oh, through the honeymoon, there's gonna be a lot of bet jokes and a lot of bet puns. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not gonna take those jokes well. A lot of bet jabs. No, I, from me to him. Oh, then, oh should we bet on it? <laughs> I'll never let him live that down. Uh-huh. All right. So, what do we think about this? A grade on the movie? Uh, B. I give it a B because I did enjoy watching it. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought the 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 main actress and the main actor had good chemistry, they which did. is new. And they were good actors. I feel like they brought the story to us and there yes. was nothing like I mean, much better than Blossom or you oh. know, some of the others. Oh my gosh. Even Melissa Joan Hart in some situations, like it's a little bit weird. But 
Yeah, I think they brought it. Ironically, I did find out last night. I think it was last. Somewhere I found out. was last night? That the Hallmark actresses are paid a salary. They're not paid per movie. Just throwing that out there. Interesting enough. Which is why they're in so many. I need to get on that train. I know. You totally have the face game for it. And it's about time they had a black movie. The, Lifetime, With a token white person. Lifetime, right? Lifetime has them. No, let's just mix a lot of people together like real life is. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for being with us again on another awesome episode of Happily Never After. Uh, the Dr. Robin and I will catch you next time. Uh, be well. Bye.